Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, May 7th, and today, today only, is the Guardians Volume 3 review spoilers. As we all know, come on, we know this by now, spoilers. Yes. Because it's too much trouble to edit all the shit out. So, there you go. In true comically comic fashion, I have got first appearances for who I can remember from the movie. So, here we go. Buckle up. (laughs) Star-Lord first appears in Marvel Preview number four. That is a magazine. So, if you want his first comic book appearance, that is Marvel Spotlight number six. Rocket Raccoon is the same type of way. Marvel Preview number seven. Again, that's a magazine. First comic book, Incredible Hulk 271. Groot is Tales to Astonish number 13. Mantis Avengers 112. Drax, Iron Man number 55. Gamora, Strange Tales 180. High Evolutionary Thor 134. Aisha, Incredible Hulk annual number 6. There's going to be three books because she changed her name three times. Marvel 2-in-1 <laughs> number 61. Fantastic Four number 11. Adam Warlock, Fantastic Four 67 because all the other books really don't even matter. Because he got his name like six times or something like that. I don't know. But I would start there. Craglin, Tales to Astonish, number 46. Cosmo Nova, number eight. Also, that's the first appearance of Nowhere. Philavel, Captain Marvel, number 17. Nebula, Avengers, 257. And honestly, I would correct Philavel to possibly Captain Marvel, number 16. Because I was doing research. So I'd look at both those books. Anyways, there you go. First appearances. I did not know that Craglin was in the comics. That's cool. He is. He made it. He did. <laughs> he made it to the big screen. <laughs> it made it to the big screen. Sean Gunn, look at you. I know. <laughs> All right. I got a quick synopsis, synopsis for this synopsis. movie. Synopsis. <laughs> Rocket gets a life-threatening injury at the hands of Adam Warlock. The Guardians go on a um, journey to find the key to Rocket's art and save his life. Aww. This is Rocket's origin story. Really? That's it. Oh, never mind. I was having a brain fart there. <laughs> just forget it. You, you just... <laughs> that was bad. That was, that was, even for me, that was bad. <laughs> he said even for me. <laughs> well, I mean, were you confused about what I said? or? Yeah, well, I was... Uh, yeah. You I wasn't even paying at, attention to me. Part, partly I was paying attention, partly, partly not, but yeah. <laughs> I, there was, yeah. We'll, we'll, like I was, okay, just quick, like the, the thing I was, you said Adam, and I remember in the movie, I was like, I know I've seen this dude who played Adam Warlock many times, and I couldn't remember who it was, and I forgot to look it up, and whenever you said Adam Warlock, I was like, oh yeah, I want to look up, see where I remember him, and then, uh, yeah, I just was half halfway turning tuning into what you said so obviously so you thought i said adam warlock origin story yeah uh, yeah i think so you're just agreeing with shit now yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> it's will poulter i don't know if you you successfully looked that up but he's from- i did look him up yes. okay yeah. I, I found him so yeah. he's 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 that meme guy honestly is what i yeah. I mean, I've seen him in a ton of things. He's in Bandersnatch, that Netflix like interactive movie. He's in a ton of things, but anyway, yeah, yeah. I love you, Jeremy. 
<laughs> Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well meters for this movie, guys. Well meters. What is y'all's whelming on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Mine is pleasantly whelmed. I just, I, it was a fun movie. It was, you know, one of those, I didn't realize the actual like runtime, and I don't know the exact runtime. Uh, hit you, hand. you mother, you mother, you motherfucker. <laughs> but my wife has said it was like two two hours and fifty minutes or something like that. And at first, I was like, "Oh crap!" Like it's it's a long movie, but counting it, the opening credits, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> but it was a it was a it was a good movie. Like it was it was a fun movie. Kept you to, at least for me, it kept me entertained and kept me paying attention, even though like I had my my two sons there because. Unfortunately, like I didn't have any other option but to take them with me <laughs> this time. Open the fucking door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, real quick, since we're there, someone in, in my theater, when that line was uttered, a kid repeated that exact line as soon as it was said. <laughs> and you heard the parents. Oh, that was my son. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just playing. You heard the parent like, fuss at them because <laughs> he was like open the fucking door and you heard the kid go like open the fucking door <laughs> and the, the parent was like hush <laughs> sorry I didn't mean to step over your whelming stuff <laughs> no 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 it's perfectly fine My, I mean that was, that was generally it it was a fun movie and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it so awesome Richard what about you I'm overly whelmed this movie I know I said this about Shazam but this movie has a ton of heart yeah, I I love this movie. This is re- like a really lovely send off for the guardians that we knew, but also leaves it open for someone else to yes and onto the continuation of the guardians, if you will. And yeah, I, I love it. I'm this makes me really excited to see what James Gunn's going to do with Superman. Cool. I I agree. This is this does have a lot of heart, and I think this was a good send off for the Guardians Prime team. So my whelming is pleasantly whelmed. There's some I have some beefs with it that I'm sure we'll get into, but yeah, just in general, this it was a good overall movie. I mean, yeah. solid story, and I think a lot of stuff honestly left open to the things that could happen, which was kind of surprising to me. Yeah, as far as you know, a Marvel movie goes, because they're they're most of the time they're open shut. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pleasantly pleasantly whelmed. All right. Well, let's get into this. What what what's y'all's favorite parts? You got any questions? What's going on? Well, I, I will say like again, going into it, like I, I enjoyed that I, I knew some of the back stuff to it. Uh, obviously not, not yeah, not a ton, but like, you know, whenever Adam Warlock comes in, I'm like, hey, I know who that is. Uh, now his mom I wasn't too sure about. Like that was just a quick little like she just kinda hey and then bye type thing. But so his mom in the comics is actually his sister, Aisha. Oh, really? Yeah, she gets created after Adam Warlock by the uh, the Enclave. I think is who originally created. That's the other. That's my one. That was my one kind of issue with this. Is like I get they wanted to have a connection with Adam Warlock and the High Evolutionary because there is one. Like he's the one that gives Adam the Soul Stone for his like head. Anyway. The Enclave are the people that made Adam Warlock. And then eventually they make, like, he was originally just referred to as him. That's all, that's his original, like, name is just him. Oh. And then when they create Aisha, she was just called 
her. And uh, it's supposed to be his sister, but in this one, they I I get kind of what they were doing. Like even with Philavel, they have just ridiculously weird comic booky backgrounds, so they're trying to streamline it. But yeah, anyway, that's Aisha in a nutshell, if you will. <laughs> so yeah, that was okay. That was a couple of things that I had there. I guess is one is one thing about with Adam Warlock to me in the movie. It almost gave the feel that the high evolutionary created Adam Warlock and his mom. And I was like, I don't think that that's right. Yeah. But I wasn't. Yeah. I was like, I didn't necessarily remember. I didn't remember in the in the comic that we read, like what his his true origin was. I don't think that was in there, but I couldn't. I wasn't sure. So I have beef with the fact that they wasted a lot of buildup they could have done with the high evolutionary. It's kind of disappointing, actually, because, you know, we we've talked about for years about, oh, the Marvels, the, the story they're telling and weaving and how they leave things here and there and they pick them up later and da, 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 da. We should have been seeing the high evolutionary in like cut scenes and things like that years ago, in my opinion, like since after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, when Aisha's like, I'll call him Adam or whatever, and we see the cocoon and stuff like that, they should have been dropping high evolution like do done a Thanos type thing but for the Guardians yeah and I feel like that is totally missed yeah totally yeah. missed that would have been way cooler I agree and it, I mean it would have been a good build up to it too because yeah. I, I can't pronounce the man's name <laughs> awesome actor Mern from Peacemaker yeah he did a great job I thought anyway <laughs> I was just gonna tell you I, I agree his name is probably the boss level of all hard to pronounce names <laughs> <laughs> it's supposedly Chukwudi Iwuji is how you say it. I had to look this up. <laughs> like I said, I looked them up how to phonetically say it. Gun in interviews, Gun just calls him Chuck for sure. Because <laughs> I think Gun even's like, <laughs> dude, you got a you got a hard name to say. And we're gonna yeah. do that too. His name is Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Chuck did an amazing job, and I love him. So yeah, yeah, he really did. He was swinging for the fences for this role. And just made himself like a bastard. Like he just, yeah. you, he was a definitive villain. Like you didn't really need to like him in any way. And anyway, I, I liked his performance as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And the, the other one is I, and I'm going to completely probably throw myself under the bus for this, but I don't remember Fia Lavelle, which, where was she in this movie? <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I remember like in the in the comic, I remember her, but in the in the movie. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, it, sorry. Okay, so in all honesty, that's a total easy miss because that's another yeah. complaint I have. Honestly, she was in an in cut scene. Yeah, that's really it. Really, and she's well, dressed up as a guardian. They don't name her until the end cut scene, but she's in the movie. I'm sure she's in there oh, somewhere, okay. but all the no, no, kids no, no, look like, alike. Not not sure. She's the girl that that Drax she's is talking going running. To. No, no, she's the girl that Drax is talking to. You know, when Drax has the conversation, oh, it's the same okay. girl. Okay. Yeah, okay. Like she's fucking in the movie. <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice her eye. I didn't yeah. that didn't never stick out to me because I know she's got two different color eyes. Yeah. In the movie. So but yes, no, you totally oh, would have so missed she, it. She's one she's one of the little girls like it that's in the in the cage or whatever. Yeah. She's got those markings on her on her mouth. Oh, that okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the post credit scene, like the it's not the very the mid credit yeah, scene. I'm sorry, the mid one. Yeah, yeah. You see her sitting on the one. She's the one that said they were asking the band oh, names and stuff, and she yeah. mentioned Corn and another band I couldn't remember. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. her. That's and he. And they said 
So what's your favorite, Phyla? Yeah. And that's... Oh, uh, okay. And it's a... Not blink it if you miss it, but it's such a, like... They just name drop her really quick. They don't say Phyla Vell. Yeah. They just say Phyla. Because I, I... When leaving the theater, I had to confirm with my wife. I'm like, they said Phyla, right? And she's like, yeah. So I was like, okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I usually try to watch the credits just to make... Because that whole... Especially the whole Toussaint or whatever... In, in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh, right, like, right, right. Especially since that's happened, like I try to make sure to watch the credits so I actually see the names of the mm-hmm. characters. Oh, I yeah. didn't do it this time around, but yeah, I mean, they, they called her Phyla. There's nobody else named Phyla. Yeah. Like, yeah. All the wikis that I've looked up today say it's Phyla Vell. Gotcha. And with the eye being different and stuff like that, mm-hmm. more than likely that's Phyla Vell. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it just says like, even in on the... It says just Phyla. It didn't actually say Phyla Vell. I didn't see the credits this time. That's what I was saying. I didn't see oh, the credits okay. this time. Gotcha. So I didn't pay enough attention. Gotcha. I believe on IMDb, it has just her listed as Phyla. No Vell, just Phyla. And they maybe say, I don't trust those motherfuckers anymore. Right. No, I, I, <laughs> I agree. But that's also sometimes they do like misinformation before the, the stuff comes out. Now that it's out. Yeah. That could be Marvel just going, this is Phi Lavelle, but she will not be called Phi Lavelle because there is no, they haven't introduced Captain Marvel. So, like, well, she was, that was the woman in Cap, the original Captain Marvel movie, wasn't was it? it? I don't know. When, I, <laughs> Jeremy? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're our expert on this. <laughs> We're listening. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Carol's mentor or whatever, like all, that was building the ship and stuff like that. I want to say that was Marvel. Oh, was it? I thought it was uh I gotta rewatch that movie. I don't want to. Jude Law was a, <laughs> was not no no no, yeah. We looked him up the other episode, right. Yon Rog is him. But no, I was for some reason I thought she was the supreme intelligence. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Guardians. <laughs> the supreme in, the supreme intelligence was using her body in that last scene right when when they were in the thing the supreme intelligence was using her okay so that was captain marvell yeah okay God, boy you remember this movie way better i like I, I, it was one of the worst ones i put it <laughs> far in the back of my mind <laughs> <laughs> i just happened to watch some supreme intelligence stuff here earlier oh, I got like a few weeks ago trying to do some spec books so anyways Please continue, Jeremy. I apologize that we have we have totally railroaded your shit. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that was that was the whole point of it. It was just trying to get like understand what I had missed on those. So, if you have a list, go ahead because I that kind of derailed my thought a little bit. So I have to like kind of regroup while we're while we're talking. <laughs> All right, I got something that I'm bothered by. Okay, that I think I'm I'm bothered by Adam Warlock. <laughs> That's the biggest disappointment in this entire fucking movie is Adam Warlock. I feel like they brought him in just to be the next Drax. That was it. Yeah, probably. Good. Fuck him. I hate him. <laughs> I hate Adam Warlock. <laughs> yeah. Even like, I mean, I would say like in this one, to me, so in, in reading that comic that we had, it was very like what we had said as far as like pompousy and just full of himself. But like in this one, he came off very childish. Yeah. Like, yes. very... Uh, I mean, it may be like his early stages, but he came very like immature or babyish or whatever you want to call it there. So they did what they always do with Adam Warlock and he came out of his cocoon way too early. We literally saw it in the comic that we were reading. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aisha mentions that about how like he came out of his cocoon way too early. Yeah. Anyway, 
from what I've never read the like original comics where Adam, because I don't like him, fuck him. But when he first appeared, when he was just known as him, not as Adam Warlock or Warlock or whatever you want to call him, he was a bit of a man child, if you will, like a, a, a baby in a man's body, yeah. supposedly. So I think they're doing that. And by the next movie, he'll be more mature. I think this is why they got Will Poulter because he can do comedy. He's in the, you know, we, we are the Millers, I think is the movie that I was trying to think of yeah. earlier. He's great as a comedic actor. I was, when casting him, I was like, cause Adam is supposed to be the perfect human being and the dude looks goofy as hell. And I was like, <laughs> why cast him? <laughs> now I know why. I have no beef with the Adam Warlock other than you, like, the only thing I can say with it is that you could have just cut his scenes out, although he is the one that saves Quill at the end. But, like, I don't, I don't care about Adam Warlock. There's a ton yeah. of people online who are rioting because Adam Warlock is, like, one of their favorite comic book heroes. And I don't care. <laughs> one way or the other. Yeah. And I want to say, like, the, whenever you're talking about he, he's the one that saved Peter Quill, like, that one frustrated me. Because, like, I get the whole kind of doing the funny comedy of like the the like the fingers touching or whatever, but I'm like, just grab him and go. Yeah, I mean, like, you're wasting time. <laughs> just get him and go. Like, there, there's no reason for this. <laughs> yeah, I really thought so. I don't know about y'all, but were y'all like on the edge of y'all seats, like worried about like who's gonna die in this movie? Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah so I was like Peter though when when his face inflated, I knew he was fine. <laughs> Because I knew they were going to do some gag at the end of like, like, do I look okay or do I look cool? Which that's what he says in the movie. And then like his face is all fucked up. But at the beginning of the movie, I thought like when, when Adam shoots Rocket, I was like, holy shit, are we killing Rocket like right now? <laughs> Well, like I didn't, I didn't think that they were killing Rocket at that point because I remember there were like scenes from a trailer yeah. that he hadn't fulfilled yet. So I knew that was coming. But at the same time, I, I mean, I got, I got choked up like yeah. a few times during that movie. Yeah, I did too. and so whenever, especially there with Rocket, like whenever we were getting to where Peter like was screaming no, like because he was like losing Rocket, I, I knew that scene was coming. Because, like, I could remember the way his face looked in the trailer. I was like, yeah, oh, crap, what's about to happen here? Like, is this is this going to be the moment? And yeah, but I was I was definitely like that was what we had been talking about before is that felt like somebody was going to be dying. So I was just I was I was waiting for the ball to drop and like just somebody be gone. And and I wasn't sure what was going to happen there. (laughs) Yeah. I spoiled the entire movie for myself two days before watching it. <laughs> so, like, since we're talking about that, I read leaks, and the leaks that I read were... So I'm wondering if this movie came out... Like, not came out, but, like, this movie was made. They do this with reshooting. This movie will come out, and then they'll screen it to a very small group of people. And they'll do that over and over again with, like, small groups. And they'll ask them at the end of the movie, what did you like about the movie? What did you not like about the movie? And depending on certain things, they will go back and reshoot and change things for the movie so that it it's more appealing to a wider audience. All movies do that. That's why there's reshoots. That's why I don't really, when I hear like, oh, they're doing reshoots, I usually don't bat an eye at it. The leaks that came out was saying that Drax was going to die. And I believe, I can't remember the second one. So I, I think it was Gamora was going to die. Oh, but wow. they got a ton of things right about Adam Warlock being a mommy's boy, 
Quill leaving the Guardians and going to see his grandfather, Mantis leaving, them fighting against the weird creatures from that other dimension that like shoot out rainbows. Like there was a ton of stuff. Battery in the- eaters. Yeah. <laughs> They're called Harvillary batteries. <laughs> anyway, all those leaks were were out and I read them. So I was prepared for these people to die, but none of that happened. Yeah. And I gotta be honest with you. I love it. I love I I yeah yeah I hate when they decide like it's the last movie, so we're just gonna kill off a person because it's dramatic. And like Uncharted 4, I know it's a video game, it's not related to comics, but anyway. Uncharted 4, I thought they were going to kill off the main character, and they didn't. And instead, they did something like Guardians, where they give him a sort of happy ending. And I really like that more than the sad, like, oh, this person's dead now kind of thing. And anyway, I just thought it was a beautiful way to to send these characters off. I was totally surprised that nobody died, except for characters that I was not invested in at all. Like, and even, and and I'm even going to sit there and say, like, I'm, I'm going to say Aisha's probably not dead. And I'm going to say high evolutionary is not dead. There was no body, (laughs) but I know, I know that Tiefs and Lila and floor are all dead. Like, yeah, they gone. I saw bodies. (laughs) They got, I was so shocked when they killed Lila only because in the previous guardians, James Gunn even pointed it out. That the like rap sheet when they arrest all the the guardians like the the Nova Corps arrest them on Rocket it says known affiliates Lila so that implies that she's still alive because no one else would know about Lila except for Rocket or the like high evolutionary but I don't think he would mention that to the Nova Corps yeah yeah so that's kind of like a a plot hole so I really thought Teeth. And Floor were going to live and Lila and him were going to somehow escape. And then he gets somehow like, I don't know, he meets Groot and they have to part ways or something. But yeah, I, I, I lost my train of thought, honestly, where I was going with this. So anyway. <laughs> Just talking about being surprised that like people are not dead. Yeah. And so like, let me ask y'all, do y'all think Aisha and the High Evolutionary are dead? I, I think... I mean, to me, it doesn't seem like they're... There hasn't been, at least to my knowledge, which is not very far... Doesn't seem like there's been any kind of thing saying as far as a high evolutionary being still around. I would think he'd, he'd there'd be some kind of glimpse of him or some kind of talk of him being being there. But I, it does seem like it'd be one of those that would still come back to haunt you later on down the road type thing. And then Aisha, I, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so if a couple things, if. High Evolutionary is not dead. My wife is going to riot in the streets because one of the things that we kind of like, like when I say argued, but like had a conversation while leaving the theater was like, she was saying like, they should have killed High Evolutionary. And I'm like, they did. And she's like, I didn't see no body, so he can still be alive. And I'm like, yeah. Right. But he was literally like lying there half dead. And then the ship blew up. Like he's dead. And yes, I agree. You could. Yeah, I know. I like, look, I've read a ton of comics. I've watched a ton of things. <laughs> I know you could easily like write that he survived somehow, but I'm just saying like, I don't think they'll bring him back. And here's why. Because this high evolutionary is just Mr. Sinister. He's just someone obsessed with like 
the genes and like the whatever the brilliance of it so they either a bring him back and don't do a mr sinister when they decide to bring you know x-men or they just don't bring him at all and mr sinister takes that kind of role of like the sick twisted scientist that does experiments because mr like i was like honestly I would love to see him play Mr. Sinister again, come back and just paint his face white and put a jewel in his head and call him Mr. Sinister because he invokes that, like obsessed with the summer and the 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 Scott Summer, which is Cyclops, for those that don't know, and Jean Grey bloodline. But anyway, the other thing is Aisha. I could see them bringing her back only because, I don't know, like she's supposed to be as powerful as Adam Warlock, like in the comics. So I could see her somehow surviving and bring her back for like another Guardian story, if you will. But who knows? So I think the exact opposite of you. Okay. I think there's more chance of Aisha being dead only because I would assume that Adam Warlock, like even though it blew up in front of his face, that he would still search for her. But at the same time, like if he's such a mama's boy, why would he leave her body there? You know what I mean? And then fly, but you know, so however, as far as what I'm hoping with old Chuck, is that he comes back and because his face got ripped off, we get that cool ass metal face head. Oh yeah. Is what I'm hoping we get. Yeah, yeah we didn't get that. And then it's more he's more just hell bent on like revenge or something like that than anything else. And the reason I think that he's not dead is because of how powerful he actually is in the movie. And that when they left him there, they still like took the time to get all the animals out. So like there's that whole deal of getting animals out. And if he couldn't get his ass off the floor and get somewhere else, like there's no hope. He doesn't need to come back. Like So, yeah. I will say I was kind of a little disappointed, like disappointed in the whole, whenever they took his, his face off, uh, part of me like wondered if that we were about to get his, like the, the portrayal of him of what he looked like in the comic. Yeah. Instead of just a oh uh, the metal. Yeah. So well, I was a little disappointed in that. I, I want to say that some I want I can't remember if Richard brought it up to me or what, like off podcast or whatever. But somehow I'd caught wind that like his face was gonna be like whatever. Like his face was gonna be disfigured underneath his his other face. And it went along with the whole being perfect and stuff like that. That like, you know, if we see him before he gets mutilated, like of course after he gets mutilated, he's gonna have his face back. Yeah. Because it, you know, he's he's on the verge of being perfect. Or everything has to be perfect. So which I don't understand. Like, if the sovereign are so close to being perfect, why did he sit there and go into making animals? Yeah. Like, why would you want the fucking animal? How is that perfect at all? I don't understand <laughs> that at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. He said something about the sovereign being too like pompous and hubris and all this stuff so maybe the animals are more humble or something and, and why wouldn't you make a race of the the of whoever Philovel is well that's so that was one of the, I didn't know if you were going to get into like theories and stuff I think Phyla's group are the new Cree and like that would explain why Phyla is a Cree because she is in the comics yeah and they're not blue but they all are like white skinned white haired and have like this weird marking and stuff on their like mouth area. So you could say like their new Cree. Yeah. Okay. I could be down for that. Yeah. Cause it did make me wonder like what, what was the point? Like, what did he have those kids down there for? But he never really explained. Just, just evolve and shit. 
He's rich. Wait. Someone should have gave him Pokemon. He would have loved that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, you mean these creatures evolve into better creatures? Oh my God. <laughs> my son's could have told him all about him too. Probably. <laughs> He's on the quest from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd fit right in with him. <laughs> oh, all right. What else y'all got? I w- there was one I was going to say that I thought was kind of funny whenever we were talking about the like surprises about somebody dying or whatever. I loved that, like, you know, in the trailer, they had it with the whole group, you know, carrying Peter out that like you, you thought it was something bad, but then you get to the movie and it's within the first like five minutes that you just find out he's just passed yeah. out drunk. I, I, <laughs> I don't think I mentioned that in our episode, but I totally knew that's what was going to, I was like, they wouldn't reveal that Peter dies in the trailer. I'm like, he's drunk. Yeah. Because you saw him in the trailer, like laying on a table, like half drunk. And anyway, I, I do like that though, that like they're, they're just carrying him through nowhere. And he's just passed out drunk. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that hopefully we are done with this Peter Gamora story. Yeah, we are. Like, oh, I'm, I'm so ready for this. Like, I understand it needed closure. And I understand, like, it needed to be, like, settled. But I I hope this is it, and it is done, and it is over with. James Gunn, in these, like, press junkets for, like, you know, promoting the movie, revealed that he wanted Gamora to die in the second movie. She was supposed to die instead of Yondu, but they needed her for Infinity War and Endgame. So he ended up, I guess, changing the script so that Yondu died. Mm. Oh man, that that Yondu scene! I'm telling y'all right yeah. now, that scene fucking I die every time I see it. I yeah. fucking fall in everything every time I see the damn thing. Yeah, drives me nuts. Yeah, I I got choked up in this movie when the it's when Rocket actually comes to like they finally fixed him. Oh yeah, and they're talking on the comms, and then Rocket yes. Rocket says yeah. something, and Gamora, uh, not Gamora, Nebula is like. Rocket, like I, I was like, mm, oh, the feelings they're yeah. coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me too. That was yeah. me too. Same here, because you like you could just see like all of them, just, like well, at least not all, the the three that were on the ship mm-hmm. just stop basically, like holy cow kind of thing. So that was that was really cool. Yeah, I like how like that kind of shows the progression of Rocket Nebula's yeah. relationship. Yeah. That like you know she got him the arm from Bucky and you know, he's, he's upgraded her equipment as mm-hmm. time has gone on. Yeah. Is that, do y'all think that he took like the parts of Bucky's arm and that's what her arm is made out of? So to answer that, so there was a lot of like Twitter questions asked to James Gunn after this movie came out. One of them was like, is man, uh, Mantis. Wow. What is wrong with me tonight? Is Nebula's <laughs> arm Bucky's arm? And he said, no, hers is better. that doesn't answer my question though like it does but it doesn't no i well to me that would be implying that it's the same parts but yes like i I think that answers it as like no absolutely not it's not bucky's arm it's just so this is another question that was asked to james gunn and it probably will answer your question i don't know someone asked is rocket obsessed with getting prosthetics because of floor lila and walrus it reminds them of them and he said I forget the exact quote, but it's like, that's a little elaborate, but yes. Uh, mm. (laughs) So I, mm, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it as more of a, 
like especially seeing like I love that this movie is an origin story for Rocket. I think it's something different, and it's I I just love the story in general, and it makes me think now that y'all are bringing all the prosthetics and stuff like that up. Like as when we first see like evolved Rocket, he comes out and he's immediately looking for things to improve, mm-hmm. and like that's why like when he looked at the machine that. I evolutionary was using. He was like, "Oh yeah, you got to, you got to. This is suppressing way too much fluid. You've got to change that." Like his first thing was making things better, and so that's what makes me think he took Bucky's arm and like you like in like James Gunn saying, "No, it's better." Like yes, it's the same arm, but it, he's he has modified the shit out of it, and it's way better than it ever was. Well, I'll, you know what I mean? Uh, Does that make sense? Yes, I'll tweet at him and see if he'll respond, but. That motherfucker better. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't think that's the case, but I think, yeah. Anyway, I, I think it's just, it's, I don't know. Like, it's just, just an arm. Like, it probably sits in his, I don't know, bungalow, whatever he lives in. <laughs> that was, it was Nebula's left arm, wasn't it? Correct. It's Nebula's left. Yeah. Bucky's and, right. Uh, I think so. I don't remember. Now, that might be, that might be the hangup. But, I mean, how hard is it to move thumbs around? <laughs> <laughs> he is hard up on this being the same arm. <laughs> It's like the Wong is a scroll thing. Yes, he is. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Man, is fucking worthless. The other thing, so, you know, I was talking about the origin story and stuff like that. I like the progression of Rocket's voice. Mm. Like, as he's young and stuff like that, it's that, that high-pitched or whatever and very, like, hopeful. Mm-hmm. And, like, as he goes down this and starts realizing the truth, like, you hear more of Rocket coming out. Yeah. And that raspy I voice. Just- I just want to know where he got the New Jersey accent. Like, he's got that weird accent that I'm like, where, where did that come from? <laughs> I don't even have a smart SMR for that. <laughs> yeah, I, um, Bradley Cooper did an amazing job with the voice acting in this movie. Bradley Cooper surprised them. I forget which premiere. I don't think it was like the Hollywood premiere. I think it was another one. But anyway... He surprised them on like the red carpet. He didn't even wear anything nice. He just sort of showed up and um, <laughs> watched the movie with them. And supposedly he said like he cried during the movie. So like, that's pretty impressive that like you, like you, I mean, you did all the lines, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I love. I don't know if y'all caught on to this. I wrote some things that like between the other guardians and also like, things that kind of loop back around in this movie. I loved that they continued on Rocket secretly loving Peter Quill's music. Yeah, like, oh yeah. In, in volume one, he's humming while like working on things. And then in volume two, he's like humming slash singing along during the Southern Nights, like part of the movie. And then to straight up in volume three, he's just singing along with the songs. <laughs> yeah. I love that yeah. they carried that through all three movies. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, especially because he's got the zoom now. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. I love. Uh, I called it Chekhov's gravity boots. Right. I like at the beginning <laughs> of the movie he introduces the gravity boots. They use them again when they're on the weird like butthole thing. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I just call it the space butthole. This is what it looks like. But anyway, they use it for that. And then when the final battle between the high evolutionary, he it's what he uses to basically defeat him. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I love that. I think that's really cool. I just have one wish for a sequel. If, if we ever get anything, if the next time that Stallone and Rocket 
are on the same screen. I want Stallone to refer to Rocket as Rocky. <laughs> because, <laughs> because originally Rocket's name was Rocky. Rocky the Raccoon. It wasn't Rocket in that whole Marvel preview number seven or whatever. The magazine. So I, I want him to call him Rocky and Rocket to respond with, that's the dumbest name ever. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I think that would be great. I would love that. That would be really funny. Yeah. I did not expect him to show up in this movie. Stallone? So, yeah. He was a cameo. Like, you know, he was Starhawk or whatever. Yeah. I just didn't expect those people, like the, all the Ravengers. I, I don't know all their names, but they're like, the future guardians of the Gal- guardians 3000 or whatever the fuck it's called. I did not expect them to show back up. Like they were a cameo in the, the second movie, but in this movie they, they show back up and they're in not, not very long, but they're there. And I was just like, Oh, I was not expecting that. Well, one of those motherfuckers has got a sling ring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's one of the things I was looking him up back when we weren't doing the podcast and volume two came out. He is supposed to be the Sorcerer Supreme in the future. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's not in the movies, so they just give him, like, he can use magic. But yeah, he's supposed, like, he has, the I think, the cloak, like, of levitation on in the comics and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. And the eye, I think the eye of Agamotto as well. Oh, wow. He's like a boss. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're, if, if you're the Sorcerer Supreme, you're supposed to be a boss. Yes. Yes, I'm like, Wong. <laughs> <laughs> Though this guy, all he did was make emojis and open some portals, so. That's more than Wong's done. <laughs> I've never seen Wong do an emoji. I've never seen it. That is true. That's very true. Point taken. <laughs> the last thing that I like is at the beginning of this movie and at the end of this movie, they start out the same. They start out with Rocket sitting on the steps and he's playing music, but they end differently because he gets up and walks and he's all alone singing to himself with the radio heads, I'm a creep. And in the final version, he ends up dancing with his friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I just really like that. Once again, to just echo what I was saying, I love how all these characters come full circle at the end. Like, Drax is now a dad again. Nebula has become, like, more, you know, like, she's more in touch with her emotions. Mantis has decided she's going to do some things on her own. I kind of wish she went with Quill just because I wanted that joke of, like, Quill going to his granddad and being like, oh, and this is my sister, and him, like, freaking out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I thought that would have been funny. But yeah, and then Quill's learning how to, quote-unquote, swim... I just loved it. I love the ending to this movie. That's what that's going back to like whatever. Like this movie I wrote down did well wrapping up things and opening new doors. Like we said at the very beginning, it was it was a great send-off, but at the same time they they opened so many more doors of things that we could come. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, because that was one of the things like my my oldest asked. He's like, So is there gonna be another Guardians? I was like, uh I don't know, honestly. And then, like, yeah, at the end, it says Star-Lord will return. So, I mean, it kind of gives an idea of that at least he'll be around. So, um, don't know yeah. necessarily what capacity, but he'll be he'll definitely be around. I did, like, the one thing that my wife pointed out, and I, I didn't really think about during the movie, but she thought that they might would have made some kind of reference to Thor in this one. Because, you know, like, since Guardians was in the last Thor movie and all that kind of stuff. But I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know when they would have had the chance to bring it up. But, yeah. But yeah, I could see them doing that. They're going to do something huge space-wise. I just don't yeah. know what it is, and I can't figure it out. Well, because you've got Thor and Love out in space. You've got Rocket and his Guardians out in space right now. You've got Mantis out and about doing whatever it is with the, the battery eaters. You've got Nebula and Kraglin, all them on nowhere. The Eternals are out in space right now with arrows <laughs> is, is going to try and find Celestials. Is, is Eternals even canon now at this point? We're six <laughs> movies in and nobody's mentioned that fucking like Celestials coming out of the Earth except for in fucking like a like a blink it, you'll miss it scene on a web page in She-Hulk. I was going to say, there's more mention about Kevin Bacon being abducted than there is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so to answer your question, I think they're absolute, like, I think they're bringing Star-Lord back for Secret Wars. I think that's why we get that message. The Guardians, I think they're going to hold off for a while, but I know for a fact they're going to do something only because once again, someone tweeted James Gunn and said, hey, did you talk with Marvel about your future plans for the Guardians after you left? And he said, yes. Awesome. So they are probably going to do something down the road with the Guardians again. Good. I, I really hope it's James Gunn that sticks with it. The man knows how to write them. Yeah. He knows how to direct them. Like, and he's good with all those people. I hope they continue to keep him. I, if you put somebody else in there, I just fear that it's going to take a bad turn. Yeah, I do too. Honestly. I, I think it won't. He he writes a certain way, at, like you could tell in Thor: Love and Thunder, because back when Infinity War was going on, the Russo brothers went to James Gunn and was like, "Hey, we're gonna do some scenes with the Guardians. Can you help us write for that scene?" And that's why the Guardians, to me, feel like the same characters. But in Love and Thunder, they do like they tonally do not feel like the same characters, mm. and. That's because Taika Waititi did not go to James Gunn, but I think that was also oh. due to COVID and everything. So the, they weren't written exactly the same. I got you. Something else that I thought was interesting that I wrote down that I meant to bring up earlier is this is the sixth franchise in the MCU to have finally made it to a trilogy. Mm -hmm. The order is Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, which has actually gone to four movies and actually completed its trilogy before. Ant-Man finished his trilogy. Spider-Man is number four. Ant-Man is five. So Thor had four movies out before Ant-Man completed his trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Guardians being the sixth. That just seems like so small comparatively. Like, I don't know. And it's wild to me that Thor, which is probably one of the most least liked <laughs> of, of all of them, has gotten four fucking movies. Yeah. Oh, I like Thor. I just don't like Love and Thunder. Like, the first yeah. one... I thought was okay. The second one I like, but it's due to Loki. And I fall asleep a lot. The third one I really like. Yeah. And the fourth one can fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it was also, ten, it's been 10 years, I think, because James Gunn had tweeted that out about like, it's been 10 years since he made the first Guardians movie. So that's a nice little like number, if you will, a round number. Yeah, I want to say it was like phase two or something like that mm -hmm. when they came out and about. I, I remember them calling the Guardians out and they're like, they're going to do a movie. And I was like, yeah. that was one of the first ones that I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. There's no <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah, same. And that wound up being in like my top 10 of like, yeah. or top five, I think even, of favorite 
Same. MCU movies was Guardians. This, this honestly, this movie here is like my top five. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I, I asked my wife afterwards when we got out, I said, so Quantumania or Guardians of the Galaxy? So what's y'all's? Oh, hands down. Oh, this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's what she said too. She was like, oh, Guardians, absolutely. So, and that's pretty funny. I think that's a testament to James Gunn, personally. I, I know I'm like, whatever, like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm like talking him <laughs> up constantly, but uh, I just think that's a testament to him. Like, who? no one would have cared about a talking raccoon and a tree man, but somehow he, <laughs> damn it, he made us care about them. Yeah. And cry when they almost died or had well, died. I was say, even in the first one, I mean, like, whenever you thought you were losing Groot, I mean, I, I teared up over that. So, so that's one of the things I, I, I have a note and I wanted to talk about. And here's a perfect place to do it. I loved at the end that we finally understand Groot. Like, we, the audience, finally understand Groot. Oh, uh, that's how it's supposed to be. That's w- when he says, I love you guys. He's still saying I am Groot, but it's supposed to be like we, the audience, understand what he's finally saying. And someone, I didn't come up with this part, but someone hinted at that maybe we were like the in canon universe why he says we are Groot at the end of the movie is that we, the audience, are slightly starting to understand him. He's still saying I am Groot in that scene, but to us, we're hearing we. Oh, I got you. That's a lot, lot more thought process than I would have put into it. Yes, well, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it yeah. though, because like yeah. even my wife asked. She asked a question in the car, and she goes, "So, is Gamora gaining her memories back since she can understand Groot now?" And I had to say, "Well, actually, Gamora never had those memories because this is a Gamora in a t- from a timeline that never met the Guardians. That's mm-hmm. why the whole Peter Quill thing." But, you know, like it does, it does bring up a thing of like, how did she all of a sudden start understanding Groot? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I like it. I like the idea that, you know, we, we are starting to understand Groot. I, I just took it as like, like in the comic where he just randomly started talking. You're like, I, I didn't know he knew more than three words. So, <laughs> oh, that shit threw me off so bad. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that I like, I like the Nathan Fillion usually shows up in all of James Gunn's movies. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I love that he's in this movie and he has a pretty big part. And I love the gag of like, oh yeah, you got one of those guys? Yeah, I've got one too. He's <laughs> yeah. a total moron. <laughs> yeah. I was not thrilled with the whole that whole like let's get the key. Like that 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 whole prison scene and all that, like not prison scene, but them going to that corporation, like I was just like, Well, this is this is taking a long time. I just <laughs> I liked it. Like, my favorite part was Mantis going, Hello! Oh, yeah. <laughs> that just makes me laugh. My littlest, my youngest son, his favorite scene was the was whenever she made him be like a cat. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought Drax was a goner then. I did too. And I they, just, too. they just brushed that shit off. I was I, like, oh, wow. All right, then. Yeah, I thought he was going to be like in the in the bed next to Rocket. Yeah. I, if he even made it to the ship, I was just like, oh, he's he's done. Yeah. Honestly, I was I was sweating bullets when they stayed on the ship to like get the animals off. Oh yeah. And like the ship's blowing up and they're getting the animals off. The guardian all of the guardians are still on that ship. And like Cosmo's like trying to hold it together. 
And I remember joking with y'all on the podcast about like, hell, James Gunn may even say, fuck it, I'm going to kill them all off. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> is he about to do that? <laughs> is, I'm like, am I about to be right? I don't want to be right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, James. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Cosmo and Craglin. Like that that yeah. whole, like yeah. it didn't get old to me. I, I love the whole good dog thing. Like oh, it, yeah. that was, that was a good little bit that, that kept going. So I enjoyed that. Had a good payoff at the end, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I really liked it. And I like the voice actress for Cosmo. I think she did a really good job. Yeah, I agree. Cosmo was great. Yeah. Last thing I just wanted to mention was the... I I, I don't know about y'all, but I like physically fist-pumped during the Beastie Boys, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, when they're killing <laughs> all the fucking whatever those things are. Yeah. I just thought that was really cool. And then also the when they're at the high evolutionary ship at the very first when he captures Quill and Groot. And then they're just like, kill them all. And then like Groot and Quill are like shooting everybody. I just, those were some really awesome scenes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I thought it, like whenever the, um, they were having that whole fight scene with them, I was like, oh, it's like, a, and then granted, I haven't seen Dare, the, the Daredevil yet, but like, I was like, oh, it's like its own like, hallway fight scene. I thought they did a great job with the the cinematography of that that whole fight scene in there. Yeah, I did too. So do y'all think that people that are over music like hit up whoever's got the Beastie Boys was like, hey, we want this track for the music. And they're like, okay, well, it's going to cost that much. Okay, well, if it's going to cost that much, can you just go ahead and throw in Intergalactic too so we can use that for a trailer? Yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> is that how they negotiate? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> hey, we need these two songs. Can you Can, can you work a deal out with us? Is, is there a buy one, get one free? Yeah, is that that's what I was about to say, a two for one. <laughs> uh, all right, do y'all have anything bad y'all want to talk about? I mean, this this movie seems pretty solid for the most part. I, I got my my dislikes out of the way early. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, I felt like we kind of kind of hit our, our dislikes throughout what we were talking there, so. Yeah, same. Cool. And y'all want to see it go anywhere? Do y'all, is there anywhere you think we're going to go that we haven't talked about? I mean, for me, I obviously want to see the, them continue on like it's, it's one of those like you know we're we're kind of starting the whole new avengers and trying to get associated with these new characters but like this one it, it's kind of the same thing like you you have this new guardians kind of quote unquote like with rocket and groot and phyla and craglin seem like now that little group like you're already at least for me i'm already uh, uh I just lost invested? the word. Yeah, you go invested uh, in those those characters some, except for, you know, Phyla. She was just, just barely brought in. But already somewhat invested in those. So it's not like, to me, it's not a whole new person, new group that I got to get used to or trying to warm up to. Like, it's already kind of kind of there. So I'm, I'm excited to see. Maybe they'll ha- have something more come of that. And I hope they do. Because I think that'd be really cool to see Rocket leading that group and everything. And then, of course, with with Mantis, I have no idea where she went. No clue to me. Like, uh, so um, in in the comics, you know, we talked about like, how she seems like OP in the comics. I, I kind of I was hoping we would see some of that in this movie, which we didn't, unfortunately, which is not a big deal to me. But still, I think it'd be kind of cool to see if she like follow her storyline to see if she does it, like bring those kind of powers and things like that into it. And of course. I mean, Chris Pratt's been doing a great job as Star-Lord, so obviously want to see him continue on wherever he may go. All right. I think, so I think Mantis is probably going to go off and become 
the celestial Madonna the next time we see her. I don't think. Yes. I don't. I don't think like when she'll show back. Like I think Drax, Nebula, Mantis. I think they'll show up in a next Guardian movie, but it won't be they're in it the entirety of the movie. There'll be a cameo. Like the Guardians will show up at nowhere, and Nebula and Drax are there, and they there's like a funny scene or something like that. I think they'll probably go to Mantis and Mantis is like, I don't know, some like fucking weird like monk on a mountain type thing. And she's like, <laughs> I am the celestial Madonna and whatever. She gives them exposition to continue on the story. I think because of Phyla and this team, I think they're doing Annihilation Wave because James Gunn had said he wanted to do Annihilus originally for the third movie, but he couldn't do it because of how this movie ended up being. And I'm, I'm thinking that he may have told Marvel his idea for a future Guardians movie, and that being Annihilus. That'd be solid. I know that James Gunn, I believe, is a big Nova fan as well. Yeah. And he never got to do Nova. Mm-hmm. So I know that things, that's been rumored for a while. Out, so I'd love to see his, his take on Dick Ryder. but I agree with you I want to see Mantis as the Celestial Madonna I know in the comic book she's also had a kid so I could see that possibly happening as well maybe she you know winds up having a child I want to see Peter Quill get with Kitty Pride because that's happened in the comics as well and that would be a good introduction of the X-Men Yeah, so that could be really cool and that could go several different ways and then, of course, you know, another another Guardians would be great with Rocket at the helm. I don't care if we get Drax again. I don't care if we get Nebula again. Not, you know, Kraglin, I do want to see again. I want to see Cosmo again. I want to see those two again. Absolutely. Karen, was it was it Gillian or Gillian? It's Karen Gillian. She's hilarious. I love her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I'd be totally cool if we got to see her as Nebula again. Drax is, it's whatever. That's fine. I think we got Adam Warlock now as our new Drax. And that's what that's going to be. So, yeah, that's kind of... Annihilation Wave would be cool. Seeing Annihilation would be cool. Like I said, seems like we're going to get some kind of big galactic something or other coming. So why not do something like that? Just hope it's better than the story we read. Which I know ours was after Annihilus, but like I think it's still in conjunction with that. So. so my question is, like, with there possibly being another Guardians, I mean, who's going to be the, the, the director? On the, that one now. Hopefully Gunn, but who knows? He may be too busy with the DC stuff. Would So would that be allowed? Yeah. Why wouldn't it? That's like a Marv. Well, it, so if like that, literally, I'm glad you brought this up because literally an article came out today where James Gunn oh, really? was asked and he was like, I don't play for, I like, I don't play for one team only. He's like, we can both win. Like, in other words, he was saying, I can do DC stuff and still do Marvel stuff. Really? Yeah. So it's not that like, but he's so is he, but he's he's not exclusive to DC. Okay, like he's he is was it co co president co CEO co CEO yeah. So it's but that doesn't mean necessarily that he's. I guess it's unless it's in fine print, which it doesn't sound like it. Like it doesn't seem like he's exclusive to DC. Yeah, I know some of their writers are exclusive. Like they only can write. DC books. Okay. But uh, there's like artists though. Well, a lot of artists can jump back and forth and do covers and stuff. Yeah. Not just that, but like writers have like said, fuck you and left and went to Marvel. Yeah. Or, fuck you. I left Marvel and went to DC. Right. I mean, Bendis did that just recently. When I say recently in the last like five years, 
huh. fuck you, Marvel, and went to DC. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. he was pissed at Marvel and left and went to DC. So, and that's what I've always said before about, like, I hate this fan. The fans do this. They, they pit DC versus Marvel. But <laughs> literally, the guys that are writing and making the comics themselves have fucking lunch with each other. <laughs> because, the, like... The, the comic book industry is something I would never want to get into because you don't know, like, tomorrow you may not have a job. Like, because it's a, like certain positions are just an ever-rotating door, unfortunately. And it's just due to the nature of the beast, like what's popular. And the, the people making those calls will go, you're out, this person's in. So I think they, honestly, I think they like have lunch and be like, look, you're getting openings. I think my, my job's on the line here. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, look at the president of DC now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't think like I I could see him coming back. I think supposedly there was an article where Gunn had said back when it was announced that he was CEO that Kevin Feige himself called him and con- congratulated him. Yeah. So I don't think there's any ill will to it. I think the only yeah. time that it may is if like if Gunn did do this and like two movies are competing for each other, then it may be a little hot under the collar kind of moment. But other than that, I don't see why he couldn't do it. I got you. I mean, what has DC got to lose at this point in time? They, they're better <laughs> off yeah. making Gunn happy and being like, oh, you want to yeah. do that one? Hey, look, as long as it didn't interfere with what we got over here, sure, have fun, buddy. Go, go, yeah. please, if that makes you happy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just please make us some money. Yeah. That'd be great. Please. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, y'all got anything else? Nope, that's it for me. I think I'm good. Awesome. Jeremy, where can they find you at? They can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's Night with a K. And you can find me here. Awesome. Richard, where can they find you at? If you want to contact me directly, I have a Twitter. My Twitter handle is Night Curry, Night like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on uh, YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, take a while, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Now what? Open the fucking door!